Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. This podcast is brought to you by Vish, a complete color management system designed by colorists for colorists, helping salons to eliminate waste, ensure consistent color and pricing, track inventory, and maximize profit. To learn more about Vish, simply text in all capitals, get Vish with no space, G-E-T-V-I-S-H, to the number 44222 for more information. Hello and welcome back. Today I have the pleasure of chatting with Justina Javitsky. She is from Ireland. It's so amazing how we can connect to people from all over the world with these podcast interviews, with Zoom chats. I feel like we are both having coffee in a little cafe somewhere and we can see each other and we can interact. This is so fun. Uh, Justina is uh, very passionate about color. She works at the Scissor Tricks Salon in Ireland. And we just wanted to jump on here and chat about you know why she got into the industry, how it all came about, and especially her tips on blonding. She has a, a big passion for blonding, and I want to speak to that. So welcome, Justina. Thank you so much for coming here. Hi, Elaine. How are you? Um, I'm delighted to be here today. I was so looking forward to it, especially in the current situation that we're in. Um, any type of education and any type of um, hairdressing talk is always in a need and necessary. So I'm delighted to be here and I hope um, it's all going to go well for us. Thank you. And it's funny because I often think when I do these interviews that I always envy my husband when we go to a social event where I know not a soul in the room. As, as extroverted as I am as an educator and as a hairstylist, I can be very introverted in social situations if I don't know people. So yeah. he always has that common ground of sports. Men can just walk into a room and start talking about sports and they have instant best friends. For us, I think we're so blessed to have hair. You know, hairstylists yeah. can chat with each other for hours on end, know nothing. I don't know a single thing about you personally. You don't know me, but I can venture to say we could probably keep this podcast going for a good two hours and dig into all things hair. So Absolutely. we're not going to make this into two hours, but um, <laughs> it's just amazing that, you know, we have such a great industry that we have so many things in common, no matter where you live. I'm, I'm actually here. One of the things that I love about Europe is the whole apprenticeship setup that's different than the U.S. Um, how did you know that you wanted to become a hairstylist and what was that beginning of your journey like as far as the um, on-site apprenticeship? Um, in where I did my hairdressing, I did it in Poland. And in Poland, to be qualified hairdresser, you have to do a three-year college. It's like a vocational school, like a college three years um i remember one summer my father came in um from work and he just announced um to me that he got me a job in a hair salon in a local hair salon on saturdays 
And I just looked at him and I thought to myself, no way, you know, I was <laughs> 15 <laughs> and it was summertime and I wanted to spend time with my friends and whatever. But I thought to myself, you know what, I'll go in and have a look and see how do I feel about it. So I suppose I started very early. I started at the age of 15. Um, and once I got in uh, that Saturday, the first Saturday I landed in the hair salon, I stayed in it. Um, I loved absolutely everything about it, I suppose. I always had gifts with people. I love people. I'm a, a, a people person. Um, I enjoy people and I love spending time with them. And I suppose as well being good at arts combine people and arts, you know, it gives you a hairdressing, really, you know. So that's how my journey started. Um, I'm at the moment, what, 19 years behind the chair. So a long time. And yeah, I love it. That's amazing. And did your dad, do you think he saw traits in you that would be a good fit? Or was he just thinking you need to get out of the house and have a little job? <laughs> no, I, yeah, no, I think you see my grandmother was very manual. As far as I remember, she would be the one, she never had any hairdress and official hairdress and education, but she did, you know, did perms for her, you know, friends and she did colors and she was amazing at cutting. Even though, like I said, she didn't have, um, you know, she always cut my hair. She cut, you know, my dad's hair and, you know, friends and family's hair. And their hair was always amazing. And um, I suppose because I was so manually focused, I think my father just thought that it would be something good for me maybe to make use out of my hands because hairdressing is mainly hands, you know, on so I think that's what it was. And, you know, he, he got it right. <laughs> he put it on the right bed. <laughs> I love that because so many parents, I mean, I, I chat with people all over the country when I'm teaching at hair shows and their parents were not on board when they chose this profession. Hair, you yes. know? They were worried that they weren't going to be able to support themselves, that they needed to go to college. And for me, you know, the most successful people that I've been in contact with had that passion from an early age and it didn't matter what yes. their parents said. It didn't matter what society said. They pushed through and now they're happy and living a passion filled career and earning more money than the people that went to university. Yes. You know, some people come yes, out and can't even pay back their loans. So it's, it's really an amazing industry. So, so you started at 15, you did the three year apprenticeship yep. and what made you uh, become more of a blonde specialist? How did that come about? I suppose the whole blonding for me started around 10, 11 years ago. I was only 23 at the time when I opened my salon. So I was very young. I had no business background. I had no, um, no mentor at the time. You know, you're kind of 23 or 24. You're presented with an opportunity. And I have grabbed it I have taken it um at the time I remember the only thing that I always wanted to focus on was the actual quality of the work rather than the quantity so mm -hmm. I always was a big you know big into quality work it doesn't matter what do you do either give yourself a hundred percent or don't do it at all um and I remember um I at the time had myself I had read hair um, for the longest time and one year I imagined I'm going to be a blonde and of course you know as a young stylist you start to 
you know, removing that color and you see how difficult it is and, you know, how many obstacles and, you know, you have to respect that hair and that integrity and you're, you know, going through orange and through yellow and you get frustrated. But I, eventually I got blonde, but I realized there's so much more to blonding that only as I call it, a mix and apply, you know, when you mix a lightener or you mix a mm -hmm. color remover and you apply it, there's so much more to it. And I decided to investigate further and trying to find a way to make my blondes perfect um, and healthy because it's not only, you know, it doesn't matter what color that hair is, if it's unhealthy, it could be brown, it could be um, red, it could be copper. If it's unhealthy, especially blonde, if it's unhealthy, it's not good. I agree. And it's amazing that you went from, um, I can only assume it was probably a really vivid a red, red because red. you're a hairdresser. <laughs> and you, you basically created the all levels of lift lesson that we should have had yeah. in, in school that maybe some people yeah. did not have the experience with on your own head. So yeah. what better way to learn about all then, the crazy things that can happen than on your own? I mean, luckily for your clients, you, you sacrificed your own head and yes. not theirs. <laughs> So do you Absolutely. find yourself, because you specialize in blonde, I imagine you find yourself in a lot of corrective situations. Are people drawn to you? Is your client base drawn to you because they've had mishaps elsewhere and you're the person to fix it? Absolutely. Like I mostly 90% of my clients would be a blonde, totally global blonde. So I mean, root to the tip of blonde. I also do a lot of balayages, but kind of, you know, of course, balayage, foliage, you know, highlight, root stretch, all that. But I suppose a lot of corrective work. Yes. Um, for people who, for ladies that went somewhere else, and they were promised a beautiful platinum blonde, but of course it didn't happen. Now at the point, either the hair is too over-processed to do anything with it, um, or it, it, it's a session, we'll say, of just clarifying, and then another session of trying to bring it up, another session. Now very rarely we get a case where somebody comes in and they actually come in in a really, really bad way and they can leave blonde blonde in one day. It can happen, but it's, it's a rarity. It really is. Um, but most of my work, yeah, it would be corrective color and, and blonde and all over. Yeah. Now you said most of your clients are globally lightening to blonde. Mm -hmm. Would you, what percentage would you say you're able to provide that service using, um, traditional hair color versus a bleach and tone and completely lifting all the warmth out? I would say bleach and tone, bleach and tone, but I would also say low and slow. So very low volume of peroxide, 10 volume, I mean, maximum 20, but 10 volume, um, preferably on, you know, um, watch rather than timer. I would mm. prefer to watch it, go in every 10, 15 minutes, check it up. Now, also what I've noticed over the years is, when you do global bleaching, global lightening, um, you have to take so much into consideration as in whether the person is naturally hot or cold. That's what I always say, you know, whether they're hot or cold. Like I usually put the hand and the nape 
Mm -hmm. When I do my consultation, I usually just glide my hand on in their hair on the nape and just kind of leave it there for a second and feel that head. Some people imitate a crazy amount of heat through their heads. Some people don't. So I would always ask them, are you naturally hot or cold? And whether they're hot, I would lower my peroxide instantly because it's, it's going to work you know, quicker. The, the, the lightener will going to work quicker. It's, it might even swell up. So I would kind of adjust my formula accordingly to that. Now, if they're cold type of a person, so if they're really naturally cold feet, cold hand, um, not imitating a lot of heat, I would bump that developer up because they will need more time and more heat rather than um, adding the heat from the outside just let it process and let it work, you know, but absolutely there's no problem using lightener on the scalp. If it's a good lightener, if it's, if it's a good bleach, you have, you know, really no chances of, of going wrong. If it's a very aggressive, cheap, bad quality product, I would not do it. It's just, it's going to eat that scalp up rather than give you a nice clean lift. And also I think another thing, when it comes to um, doing a global root touch-up, I max maximum the time that I give my client to get the root touch-up done is five weeks. After five weeks, mm. it's it's a bother that hair is not. It's a corrective the same situation. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always say to all my blondes when they come in, I said, if you want to be blonde, you have to stick to the four or five weeks rule. After that, we're going to be going into trouble. You know, the sessions will become longer, more expensive and whatever. I do, I am very honest with my clients, especially when it comes to blonde, because blonde is not like any other color. It's not really a color. You know, you're extracting the pigment. It's more an absence of, of color. <laughs> Absolutely. So there's actually no color. So that hair to me is empty. You have to treat it differently. You have to learn it. You have to learn how to style it, how to wash it, how to comb it, how to treat it. Um, so sometimes people go back to brown, not because. Oh, wait, I lost your sound. Yeah, I have you back. There we go. Yeah. Um, so people go back to darker colors because they just cannot manage the empty hair. It falls differently. It styles differently. And they just like, no, I can't do this. Um, but yeah, so I think that's, that's the main thing, whether they're hot or cold and you know, the quality of the products. Um, that's of course as well, there is, you know, something. Yeah. I have it there back again. Um, so sometimes, you know, you have to take into consideration, you know, the room temperature, whether you are sitting in a very sunny place, you know, sometimes I've noticed ladies that would sit down close to the window, we'll say, looking out, you know, with the right side exposed to the sunshine. I'm like, you know, turn around, <laughs> turn around to, you know, so there's so much more to it, but I think there, once you kind of set certain rules for yourself and system that you work on, I think the blondes become much easier and much more um, easier to understand, you know? I love that, um, putting your hand on the back of the neck tip. People, you know, we're, we're all so busy in the salon that we're going from person to person. And, yeah. and I would venture to say most people listening to this will say, oh my gosh, I never even thought about whether they run warm or cold. I mean, I am a woman, mm -hmm. I'm 52 years old, so I am <laughs> on fire most of my life right now. <laughs> so I am more conscious of that because I'm experiencing it. But when I was 
I opened my salon, same thing. I was 22 years old. I didn't even know what menopause was and I wouldn't have thought that their body temperature could change. Have you ever had a client sit in your chair and they come from working out and you can actually feel the heat coming out the top of your head? Mm -hmm. I say, wow. You know, I'll comment. I'll say, wow, do you have a really good metabolism? Can you pretty much eat whatever you want? And they'll turn around. They'll say, yeah. (laughs) How do you know that? I'm like, your head is (laughs) like, I can feel it coming off of your your head. Yeah. Everybody is different. Um, you talked about keeping the hair, the integrity of the hair, and with blondes, how tricky that is. Now, here in the States, everyone has jumped on to the Olaplex, um, drinking the Olaplex Kool-Aid. Now, yeah. Is that, is that the brand that everybody's using, or is there something? It's the same case. I think same. Olaplex is the, the thing globally, but I think it's, it doesn't matter what product you have there is still like a bleach is a bleach it is the most aggressive tool we have in our you know arsenal of products and with olaplex or with a ton others additives it still can go very wrong Um, as much as olaplex is lovely and it will allow that hair to become better healthier or prevent some damage i still think um you know a bleach is a bleach. <laughs> I agree. Now, do you, yeah. because you do so many double processes, do you t- tend to lean towards a cream on scalp bleach or are you still using powder bleach, but you're just using a low, um, um, a low developer? What's your favorite lightning at product? At the moment, at the moment, I have around probably two years ago, I have found around a year and a half, two years ago, I have found um, it's Italian, small Italian company um they they produce um a powder lightener it's called bs um um a blueberry lightener and it actually has a violet pigment it's not blue nor it's white it's it's violet it's like lilac-y and it is in a powder form but it is super creamy once it's mixed you'd nearly swear it is a cream rather than a powder um, it's not gritty. It's not heavy. It, you can, you can, you know, it's so flexible. You can either thicken it up. Of course, you know, you should follow up the manufacturers, but you can really mold it into your own liking. And this is my one to go at the moment for on um, scalp application on everybody. It has never failed me. It has never created any discomfort on the clients. Even the clients that come in from different salons, they always say, oh my God, you know, that doesn't burn. It doesn't hurt. Mm. It doesn't tighten my scalp. And I suppose my own hair is like a ground zero for testing, you know, that yourself. So when I get a new lightener, the first, you know, hair that is going on, it's my own. (laughs) So I suppose I was so comfortable with this one that I decided, okay, you know what? I'm not going to look for anything else. I'm sticking with it because it gives me 100% results and it is good. So that's- What is the name of the company? It is called BES, Beauty and Science, and they're Italian company. And this one in particular is called Deco BS. I'll send you um, a picture later of it. It's not Formisi, um, is it? Um, I don't think so. Because I remember Formisi had a D-color B. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It might, unless they change their name, but I think this company is on the market for ages now. They only do a few products. Okay. But their lightener is absolutely fantastic. I, I didn't think there was a product that I never heard of. I've, I'm excited to try something. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, now, as far as application, um, I'm pretty old school. I was taught in the 80s how to do a double process. And we always used the applicator bottle because the tip was so precise and you could get just right on that regrowth. But now yes. I see everybody using ball and brush and a lot of people are using cotton in between. What is your application method of choice? What, what serves I you? I think, again, I think, you know, there is no rules that you cannot break. Whatever you work with. Now, lightener to me, it's, it's a product you have to be quick with. Yes. Now, if you have somebody that, you know, has a ton of hair and really thick and frizzy and just uncontrollable, probably the bottle would be the quickest and the most efficient. But then if you have somebody with very thin, you know, light hair, I suppose the brush would be. So I'm, I'm a fan of kind of customizing, you know, and, and working smarter, not harder. If, if it means that I'm going to be, you know, if I'm doing a, um, some kind of a service and I think the brush will be quicker and easier, I'll use that. If I think, you know, pouring it out of the bowl will be quicker and easier and it will do, I'll do that. So I think, you know, there's no really rules when it comes to that as well. I think there's no rules whether to, you know, you have to apply it from the front to the back or from the back to the front or from the side. I think everybody is different and you have to nearly treat every head differently to get a good result with blonde. I agree. And then what is your go-to as far as toning? There's been so much buzz on the forums where we where we met on these online forums about, you know, you have to use this. It's the only one you could possibly get, you know, a pale blonde with. And then, you know, people are using Vivids as toners. They're using yeah. Vivids mixed with toners. They're, mis <laughs> they're mixing old school toners. Yes. Like, I mean, I, I was raised on Wella Color Charm tea series, yes. you know. So what, what is your go-to for toning your blondes? I think it doesn't matter what you use once you know how it works. So I, I even toned hair with a permanent color. I have. Um, I used it for five minutes or two minutes um, with a very low, you know, 1.8 developer, 1.5 developer, just to slightly raise the cuticle and just add tonality to it. Because, you see, you have to remember when we tone we really just changing the tonality of it. You're not making that hair lighter. You're not making it darker. You just add or take away from it. And I think, yes, in some cases, the demis would be better. It depends on porosity of the hair. If your porosity is not great and you will put, you know, um, too heavily pigmented toner, it will grab. Whether it's permanent, semi, demi, or liquid, it doesn't matter. I think once you know your product line, and you know what that product does, you know, and you use it, you know, for a specific purpose, it doesn't matter what you tone with. I, I don't have a specific line or specific, you know, formula. I'll just try to always kind of use whatever I need at the moment. If it means that I have to tone twice, fair enough, I have to tone twice, you know, but I, like I said, I don't have that specific, you know, liquid only or demi only, or, you know, again, it all depends on the hair that you're dealing with in, at the moment. I love that answer so much. You have no idea because <laughs> something that has happened in the last, I would say, 18 months to two years is people referring to a forum of strangers from all over the world that are giving their opinions and they'll say something like, help, quick, 
911. <laughs> I have a client in my chair. I need What do I do? What do I do? And I, and the first thing I read through all the answers and then the first thing I say is I'm sorry. I see that 349 people have given you a formula and not a single one of them has said, what is the hair, what's going on with the hair right now? That's what's it. Left in the hair? Yes. How can you answer that? It's like saying like to a personal trainer, like, help, help, help. I need washboard abs by tomorrow. What, how many crunches do I do? Like everybody's <laughs> body's different. Everybody's foundation of their hair, what you've lifted to. Was it a corrective situation? Is the porosity yeah. through? Yeah. Ends ready to break off. I mean, at the very least, throw me a bone and give me a picture. You know, I need a picture to help you. I can help you with a picture, but I can't even believe how many people throw an answer in there and then they'll fight their answer. They'll defend it to the death, you know, that they're right. And I'm thinking, you may be right, but you don't even know what she's putting it on, you know? Yeah. 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 And and think about when you were early in your career. I know I can only speak for myself, but every hair show that I went to, I would be so distracted by what's going on, writing down the exact formula that they were yes. using, thinking it was magic because the color was so beautiful that I couldn't wait to bring it back to Nancy in my chair, not realizing that Nancy in my chair has a completely different base and starting point than that woman on the stage. So I can use that formula all day long and it's not going to look like that woman on the stage. Now this is a podcast. So people don't get to see you the way I can see you right now during this interview, your eyebrows are really dark. So what is your natural? I would be four or you're a four four and she has a beautiful spot on perfect double process. Yeah. And still there. Um, I use, so basically I do a 10 volume, um, all over on my root touch up every four to five weeks. If I go over four or five weeks again, I'm going into a situation where my root is yellowy. Yeah. 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 So four to five weeks now with my own hair, I've noticed that with few people. Um, and I always say that to my clients as well. Now my hair needs to be lifted. Um, we'll say in the morning. I have to dry it and leave it. I cannot tone right after. My hair will not take a toner right after. It doesn't matter whether it's wet or dry. Yeah. I have few clients with the same problem. I don't know what it is. We never really chemically got to a point of what causes it. So I have to lift it. So I usually do it on Sunday. I do my root lift and then maybe even in time when that hair has enough time to kind of recover the cuticle kind of rest and whatever. Or the next day I would tone it. But my toner would be 11-1 and 10-2-1 mixed together um, from a keratin um, color from, um, it's called the BB Coast. And it's the beautiful kind of, it's peramint color, but you can use it easily as a, as a toner, literally for 10-15 minutes, mushed all over, and it is ideal. And I lift, now I'm lucky I lift easily. I'm dark naturally, but I kind of within 30, 40 minutes, I will go to level eight, nine, wow. 10, depending on the, again, on the weather, you know, if it's warm in the house or in the salon, I lift quicker. Um, if, if, if it's, you know, kind of damp, really wet, kind of cold weather, I need that extra 10, 15 minutes, but I lift very easily. So, so that's a bonus. 
<laughs> well, from what That's I hear, Ireland has a lot of damp, cold days, so oh, stop. <laughs> you have to really pick your, your touch-up day well. Yeah, yeah. You apply your, your double yourself. I, mad props. I don't even like to do my deposit gray coverage touch-up myself. I feel like I can't get in there the way I want to and not overlap and not touch it up on my blonde. How do you do a double and not overlap by yourself? I suppose years of practice. It's like, you see, when I'm in the salon, like the girls would say to me, oh, come on, come on. Now sit down. We'll do your hair. Right. I'm like, no, I'm out. I'm, I'm going home. I'm not doing this, you know? Um, so I usually, I just, to me, it relaxes me. And I suppose my hair is short. That's different. Now is it short um, because, because you've been blonde for so long and you're a level four? Tell the truth. No, no, it's short. Because <laughs> it's not it a chemical me. cut? <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's short. It's kind of like I'd say probably a bit longer than a bob, traditional bob. Um, long hair is definitely enough for me. I just, I cannot imagine a situation when I'm getting up in the morning and I haven't have to wash it and style it and whatever. Right. At least with this. You know, also my hair naturally is pretty fine. So what lightener does, it kind of swells it up a little. So it lifts it up a little from the scalp as well. So when I wash my hair um, and it's freshly done, it lasts me for two, three days. So, you know, and the volume is there and the lift is there. So it's just easy. The way it's colored and the way it's cut, to me, it works. <laughs> That's amazing. And as far as um, taking care of it after you've done the color. Do you have any advice that you give to your clients? Do you send them home with the, you know, the purple or blue shampoos? Like what, what is your regime that you recommend to your I would always blondes? say, yeah, I would always say to all my blonde clients, you know, that I always say the moisture and the protein. So I would always advise for them to use one week of moisture whatever it is, a conditioner or a treatment moisture, and then follow up the next week um, with the protein. Um, also, most of my blondes would get the, the keratin, but it's not the 12-week blow dries. It is not the permanent straightening. It is more like in a keratin infusion. It's 100% okay. natural keratin that we would do maybe once every three to four months. So what that does, it kind of heals the hair from the inside and it seals it on the outside. So it kind of protects that hair and it allows us to go lighter with every session if we want to, because you know, there was this craze for the silvers and the whites and the yes. platinums. Not many hair can take that. There is some yes, clients that come in and you know, now the first thing that I do for any client that walks into my door, if it's a corrective work, if it's a change of a color, if it's any type of a blonding, I strand test. There's no strand test. There's no hairdo. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. That has saved me, oh my God, hundreds of headaches and put myself into a situation where you open up a foil halfway through and you're thinking, oh my God, what I'm going to do. It's not lifting or it's, or it's lifting too quickly or it's not even or it's patchy. Strand test would be vital in my work. It's vital. Um, so I suppose I'm well prepped before I even get to do that hair. But, um, um, you know, if it's the case that somebody comes in and we strand test and that hair is not getting there, like I, I prefer to say no. I prefer to say no. And I do realize some people will never get there. So what's the point of spending time and your money 
and being frustrated that you will not be that silver blonde if your hair will not go to be able to go there because you might have underlying pigment or you might have naturally you know that hair will not get there or it will break before it will get there so there, that makes no sense yeah mm. it's, and and you know what kudos to you for still doing at the level of experience that you are and still doing strand tests i feel like the the newer stylist feels that if they were to do a strand test, it's showing their lack of experience or maybe lack of knowledge. It's the opposite. It's the opposite. You know, it's I've done opposite. so many of these chats with people and the more successful and the more experienced I interviewed, um, the colorist who does Julia Roberts color right mm -hmm. now. And she does strand tests every, she's like, I always do strand yep. tests because think yep. about what she's up against with these actresses that have, you know, red hair for one yes. movie. And then as soon as it wraps, they need to be yes. blonde and then brunette and then back to red. So what is the the name of that keratin product? I'm very intrigued by that. I want to check. That it out. is called Coco Choco. Um, it is, I, I'm not sure. I think it's produced if I'm correct in Israel. Um, it is a hundred percent extracted protein keratin from a cocoa bean now it, it mainly has um the keratin in it it has good stuff like um green tea extract it, it has um dead sea salt it has chamomile it has like the the, the main 90 percent of ingredients it's a natural good product that can go into any hair now i mean we do highlights and keratin after we do um global on bleaching toning and keratin after so it is the only product that i willingly and safely can say it can go on the most damage i mean unruly unhealthy hair and will actually bring you out with this amazing shiny. and it's not straightening it it's not you know it, it, it will yeah the the side i would say the way i put it to the clients and the way that i've noticed that how it works this the straight sleek looks comes it's like a side effect from the actual healing of the hair if that makes any sense now it is so gentle that product like you know really and truly it, it creates no fumes like i tried many keratins and many straightening products out there and the toxicity of them the fumes that are created while we're processing and applying the product it's to me it's no go if, we if, we stopped doing them that's why i was so intrigued when you said that it's yeah. totally different because and you know, that, yeah. the, the feeling when you breathe in when you're doing them we no. had exhaust fans and fans yes. and windows open and yes. we just stopped doing it all together mm -mm. that's why i refuse to, to do that i i tried so many and after one application you know i actually got um one time it was one of the products as well. It was a keratin permanent straightening system. And actually one of our stylists got a full blown on asthma attack mm. and not even doing it. She was just two just chairs in down yep. in the room. And I said, that's it. I'm done with it. It's so not worth it because it is not worth it. Um, so it took me around six years to find that particular one after testing and trying. And, you know, even if you flick through my Facebook posts or my Instagram posts, you will see the hair before and after, after using um, that particular product. Now I call it a keratin infusion because it is easier to 
to kind of understand and it's easier rather than trying to call it a fancy name. Um, it also has 24 karat gold in that. Um, Ooh. Yeah, so I always say to them, you know, I say, I always laugh. I said, don't go home and try to scrape it and make rings out of it. It's not going to happen. That's so cool. <laughs> and what's this for, what's this 24 karat gold do as far as hair? I suppose they, 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 we naturally have um, in our hair, some traces of gold. I don't know how many, was it a one zero point zero one or 2% of the minerals or other ingredients found in the hair. But I think mainly gold is anti-static. That's, that's oh, interesting. And I think that's what it does. Um, it's anti-static but it is, and it's pretty. You know, it's very pretty product. When you apply it on, it's just really shimmery, goldeny kind of. It's really pleasant to work with. So definitely most of my blondes, 99% of my blondes, will get that product in at some stage, probably after three to six months after their first six, um, session of blonding, just to bring them back again to as, as much prime condition as we can, you know? And is the process so very similar to the traditional straightening service? You have to do all those times with the iron and the whole bit over yeah, and over but, again but, and not wash it. Yeah, but it takes around an hour and 15 minutes to do it. Very easy. That's not bad. So, yeah, yeah you, you don't have – now, you see, in Ireland, I suppose in the Europe, in the United States, you have a bit different – products and you know like there are so many times that i i was like I, i'm gonna go to states i'm gonna smuggle so much <laughs> and I, I was just ready to say that to you i just went to visit my friend in spain and it's amazing just going to the supermarket totally different experience in europe totally. than it is here mm -hmm. so i always say when i travel i have to go to a beauty supply because i want to see like what kind of combs is everybody yes. using like that's what's yes. fun Everything's yes. so different. So I suppose, you know, um, it's like that as well. I always laugh, you know, that, oh, my God, in States, you have so much different stuff. And I really want it and I need it. And, you know, I'm going to get it somehow. But um, I suppose with this particular product, the, the, the easiness of it's, I remember, you know, with some keratin products, you'd be, you know, putting them, you'd be washing the client, then you dry the hair, then you apply the keratin, then you straighten it in, then you rinse it out. Then yeah, you I had no patience for that. Oh, I <laughs> was like, give either. me color all day that's long. That's it. Oh, that's it. So basically what this one is, you shampoo, there is a design shampoo for that. You shampoo to remove all the, you know, clarify the hair, remove everything that needs to be removed, all the buildup and waxes and silicones. You dry the hair. You apply the keratin, you wait 10, 15 minutes, you dry the hair, like on the medium heat, just kind of a slow, just, you know, once it starts drying, you just blast dry it, no brush, nothing, and then you straighten it on the set temperature. Now it gives you guidelines, of course, you know, few strokes should, and it's done. You let them go out happy as. That sounds amazing. Mm. So um, what would you say is your most popular in a normal I don't know how long your day is. If it's an eight-hour day, what what do you see the most of in that day? Is it blonding all day long, or do you get a it variety? Would be, of it would be it would be yeah, variety of colors. Now, the only thing that I do with blonding is for a bigger services, I try to kind of tend to book a half of the day or full of the day out for them. I never rush through blonding. There's no such thing that I have somebody will say that I do um, a corrective work and then in the meantime, I'm going to do a double booking or, you know, I'm going to do three blow dries. I think with, especially with successful 
blending, you know, you have to watch it. There's no such thing. You put a set of headlights yeah. or you put the lighter on and you say, oh, sure, 30 minutes, I'm going to go and I'll make coffee or do whatever. No, like, yes, you can fit a quick blow dry in, in the meantime or whatever, but I think you have to watch it. Sometimes a 10 minutes can either make it or break it. I agree. Do you work with yeah. an assistant or do you handle everything yourself? Um, no, I do have two girls with me. Um, so they're, they're very independent, um, in, in their work, but also when I need them to work on a bigger project with me, when we need to work quickly or we need to, you know, move quickly with the lightener or whatever, um, we do work as a team. Um, I think sometimes you need that extra pair of hands. It doesn't matter, you know, what you do and what you're, you know, if it's a really thick hair or if you need to apply something quickly, you need that extra pair of hands, you know, even for washing. Again, like we said before, that, you know, some lighter can take quicker, um, depending on the day, on, on, they can be on medication, people can go through some stressful situations. So I think with color, you have more safety net that you can just leave it on, you can pop in, have a look at it. And it's good with lightener. You cannot do that. You have to keep an eye on it all. Yeah, the sometimes time. a minute can make a huge difference. Oh, absolutely. In, in you know, absolutely. Sure. Well, this has been amazing. I could talk to you all day long. We could just go on and on and on. I already have so much homework. I need to check out these <laughs> products, and I need I need to book a trip to Ireland. You're um, welcome. If if you could go back and give your younger self, your, you know, 20 year old, however old you were when you finished your apprenticeship, if you could be that uh, mentor to your former self, what's the best piece of advice that you would give to young Justina? I would say strand test, strand test. If you're unsure, if you're in doubt, if you're, if you're, if you don't know how to go about something, strand test, that will either, you know, make or break the service. Um, also, I would say strand test, not on the head. Now, I know some people do it on the head. Some people take a little bit of the piece from the back or something out. I would say strand test it on the foil rather than on the head. It gives you more time to see what that hair will do for you how high will it lift um will it lift at all then you can tone it you can do whatever service you want to do on that person's head and believe me they will appreciate it because we had girls that you know they actually were delighted we didn't decide to go ahead when we seen that hair melt or dismantle in that foil so i would say strong test and i think the second thing would be be brave and, you know, have faith in yourself, but be brave. Don't be afraid to ask others. Don't be afraid to ask questions. There's no stupid question when it comes to color formulating or, or color theory. We all have to learn it somehow and find, find what you're good at. Don't try to be good at everything because you'll be good at nothing. If it's upstyling, yeah, that rocks your boat, then leave everything behind and master that one thing. If it's, a, if it's an extensions or if it's a color or if it's whatever it is that makes your heart sing, focus on that. Leave the rest behind because that, again, you know, that will be years and years of, of something that you do with love and passion rather just trying to be good at everything because it's not going to happen. I love that. I love that. (laughs) And I'm such a proponent of specializing. It's not for everyone, 
but I wish that I knew that I had yeah. that opportunity earlier in my career. I, I'm yes. 33 years in my career and literally half I was a generalist and half I was a specialist. And yes. I would tell my younger self just right away, pick color, yes. dive into color and just stick with it until you're a master. Yes. Yes. Um, I just get so much more joy and passion for color than I ever, I'm a terrible blow dryer. You do not want me <laughs> styling your hair 33 years later. I can't even style my own hair. But uh, you are a treasure. You're an absolute treasure. And I hope that, you know, all the, all the people from the United States that are listening to this um, that may not know how many fabulous um, stylists and colorists are in Europe. You know, I'm so happy that the world has gotten so much smaller through technology. Small, yes. through Zoom. So, you know, that we can all, um, you know, I'm going to, I plan to do some fun, spontaneous pop-up um, just little color jams. I want to call it like yes. a hair color pajama party where everybody <laughs> grab a doll head and let's have some fun. So um, absolutely. Yeah. I would love to invite you to do something for, down the road. We'll do like a blonding class or something together. Absolutely. So. That's no problem. We have trained. Um, I think last year we've done um, like that an education um, on blonding and we done it in Australia and we done it in States or some people from States and Australia and Canada and like that it went very well. I, I suppose you know, when we hairdressers have a chance, we don't get enough chances to meet up and to exchange, no, you know, not for a competition, not for who's better or who can do more or who makes more money. It's about helping each other and passing on the tips that made our life maybe easier, better, Absolutely. our work easier. And I think we don't get enough of opportunity to do that. So I'm so glad that today has happened and you know, it's just so exciting. So good. Awesome. And I love that. I, I could tell right away that you are a genuine person that just wants to share and, and help other hairstylists. And, and I a hundred percent agree. There's not enough of that. It's, you know, community and, and sharing over competition all day long. Absolutely. You know, there's so much we can help each other with. So Absolutely. thank you for this time, everyone listening. I hope you enjoyed her as much as me. What is your Instagram? Do you want people to follow you on your Instagram? On my own name. Under my own name, you'll find Well, you're going to have to spell that girl because they are not going <laughs> to find you from, from the way that I'm pronouncing it. <laughs> We're just going to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> We spell your last it name. It's, it's isn't it J U S T Y? You spell your yes. whole name. J U S T Y N A. That's the first name, and then this um, second name is Javietsky, which is D R Z E W I E C K I. But you got it wow. correctly there. <laughs> Only because you, you, you gave me a cheat sheet. <laughs> well, thank you so much, and enjoy the rest of your day. You are a thank pleasure. Thank you. And everyone, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.